0: What's up everyone? Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. This is Clark.
1: And Bobby Jean. So glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey everyone. Happy Friday. We are in uh, Psalm chapter 51 and we're talking more about confession. But before we get there, um, I think Clark had just kind of an announcement that he wanted to um, to send out to you guys. It's
0: Friday, Friday, gotta get to- That's from my friend, theologian, and poet, Rebecca Black, in her well-said words that it's Friday. It's Friday! <laughs> Praise God. Ready to party.
1: Oh, the Friday after 4th of July, of Jesus. Which, which literally means the first weekend after 4th uh, of July, where there, we won't hear fireworks, hopefully. Thank really you, God. Yes.
0: Fireworks in Paramount start in May mm. and go until...
1: But now they're done. They're done. That's right. So we're
0: looking at Psalm 51, like Bobby said, and like Psalm 32... That we talked about earlier this week, it's one on confession. Mm. Bobby, tell us, what's confession? I
1: don't know. (laughs) Confession,
0: like rooted in the heart of Jesus' teaching primarily the lord's prayer.
1: Right. So that's confession. You like Clark said we heard it already in Psalm 32. It's all over scripture. We've kind of touched on it some and just to revisit that, the actual definition of confession means to come into agreement with or to confirm. And so that might surprise you. Um so there's there's positive and kind of more negative examples of confession. So like when um, I
0: confess my love for
1: you. Mm, amen. Positive. That's a, that's a positive one. Positive yeah, you vibes. come into the agreement. Yeah. <laughs> and and then more of kind of what we're hearing in chapter 51 where confession is saying, I'm sorry, um, you know, for, for anything, for many things, for lying. But it's coming into agreement with kind of the narrative that's going on. It's It's you're confirming the story with your confession.
0: Of what's really happening.
1: Of what's really happening. And so... That's actually um, where I want to camp for just like two minutes because confession means that we're focused on the truth of what happened and the reality of what happened. And those, um, it's interesting now, but we are in a spot in our culture where those are things that are more fluid than maybe you would think, where you would hear things, you know, like, well, I'm telling my truth. And so the distinction here is... um, When you're confessing, you're telling your truth, but it is the truth because it comes into alignment with what actually happened. So it's not just your interpretation. It's not just, you know, well, because of the way I'm feeling, because of the way, um, The mood that I had in the moment. No, it's actually um, I'm owning up to what happened or what I did or didn't do um, with the rest of the narrative of the story and I'm confessing it. And so there's a a verse that kind of stuck out to me. It's in John chapter 8. And it sounds like this: um, If you live out, this is Jesus actually, and Johnny is talking to his disciples, and he says, "If you live out um, these teachings, if you um, if you live out being a disciple, if you live out these teachings, then you really are my disciples, and then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free." And I feel like that just kind of speaks into a little bit of what David's getting at in Psalm fifty-one for me, with confession and how it's he's not shying away from what he did with Bathsheba. He's not shying away unto the Lord. He's coming fully unto the Lord. He's not, you know, he's not trying to make excuses or he's not trying to water it down. He's just coming saying, you know, please don't take your spirit away from him. Search yeah. me, cleanse me. And that is true confession. You know, Mm -hmm. when you're coming in, like we're saying, to agreement with um, the
0: the standard of God and the standard he set forth in his word.
1: Right. That he's saying this is how you need to live. And you're saying, oh, I did not live like that. I am sorry. I confess. Yeah. So that's a good distinction. And So
0: we want to just lay out real quick the context in Second Samuel. Um, This Psalm, Psalm 51 is referring to a specific moment in Second Samuel. David's anointed king. He's ruling over Israel. He's just made Jerusalem the capital. He conquered it. The Ark of the Covenant is returned to his people from uh, Philistia. And in his you know high moments, David one day notices this good-looking gal on a rooftop, ends up having her to bed. She's married, gets her pregnant, tries to cover the whole thing up, has right. her husband put on the front lines and killed, which is essentially murder, prophet Nathan comes and calls him on it and David's got consequences for his decision and so Mm -hmm. the consequences are for another time but Psalm 51 is David's heart in light of this moment Mm -hmm. of him going oh gosh I really messed this thing up God would you forgive me and so that's in what why he's writing this Mm -hmm. so we're going to dive in just look at a couple verses and encourage you just to think on it and chew on it today but let's look at verse four Bobby, you want to read that and kind of sure. unpack it a bit?
1: Yes. Yeah, so this is a NIV Bible, uh, chapter 51, verse four. Against you, you alone have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you are proved right when you speak and justified when you judge.
0: That, that's, that's kind of an odd way of thinking.
1: Right. So David, so that's David crying out to God saying, I um, I sinned against you and you alone. And when you know the context, like what Clark just shared with us, you might think, well, you kind of sinned against Bathsheba, too, right? And her husband, too, right? Why isn't he asking
0: Bathsheba for forgiveness in the psalm?
1: Exactly. He's going to God first. That's kind of a huge moment to pause in your Bible reading and realize in our reflection or in our confessing how we first, um, like Clark said, Clark, God has established a standard of living and we first sin against God Mm -hmm. when we, um, you know, in our day to day and like David saying and what he did. And so that's an acknowledgement, um, in our time of confession where we need to be honest, Clark, I think you were, we were talking and processing this with, um, what a picture of this could look like. And it, it's kind of like going to the doctor, um,
0: and in order, yeah, in and order for yeah. true <laughs> healing to occur at the doctor, it requires you to be honest. Because if you go in the, to the doctor, but you don't want to really tell them like what's hurting, mm-hmm. the doctor is not going to be able to help you. If you don't tell them like, look, I got this pain in my lower left region here, um, they're not. They're, they're, for all they know, their big toe hurts, or your neck hurts, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to God. God already knows what's going on, but we have to be honest with him in order that we're able to participate in this journey of healing and reconciling and redemption. Mm -hmm. And it has to occur in our heart, first and foremost, with the Lord, you know, because sins Mm -hmm. against him. Mm -hmm. Even if I hurt Bobby Jean... God is her father. It's like Bobby Jean is God's. If right. I litter and, and trash creation, right. I've sinned against God. If mm-hmm. I, you know, you name it. It's like if I break the law, I got a speeding ticket the other day. I rode through a stop sign and first ticket I've gotten in like <laughs> forever. I got a ticket in college for crossing a highway 20 feet and not scraping my windshield. So I rolled through a stop sign. Right, this
1: is not hypothetical. This actually did no, this happen. Really happened.
0: <laughs> got a ticket for rolling through a stop sign and... And I am at the mercy of the law enforcement because they are the ones who uphold the law. Even though I maybe cut somebody off, I sinned against some random driver, whatever, you name it. So when we sin, God is the standard for the quote-unquote law, or as Bobby has said, truth. Mm -hmm. And he's the one who set the standard. So when I hurt someone else, they're made in God's image. They're God's child. Mm -hmm. They are Hopefully that helps you connect the dots. And in that doctor analogy, we're made for a relationship with God. And so he's requiring us to confess to become part of the healing process mm-hmm. and making things right. Or if you go back to the definition of confession, to agree with or to confirm what's real. Mm-hmm. That is, God is good, he's created a standard, and, and we missed it.
1: And when we do, it's okay. because he's gracious to forgive us. Oh, he's
0: quick to forgive us, and
1: it's it's a great gift. That was a good breakdown. Way to go. Yeah. That was super helpful.
0: Okay, and so then for me, what kind of stuck out is the next couple verses, verses 5 and 6, where he says, Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Yet you desired faithfulness even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in the secret place. Sometimes people ask you, like, when does the human heart become infected with sin? Mm. At, at conception mm-hmm. is what David teaches us right here, mm-hmm. and Bobby and I have used the analogy before. Like who teaches a child to hit and scream and whine, take toys? I it's mean, the, the no, definitely not dad's genes <laughs> in that one. Um, that's just in them; it's part of their nature. Yeah. So another kind of play on words, which the English misses here when it talks about the secret place, in in verse six, how you taught me wisdom in the secret place. The, the Hebrew for Psalm 51 is painting this picture of this free-flowing relationship with God, but sin blocks it. It stops it. It causes you not to have this free-flowing relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And the, the Hebrew word for secret place is satum, which is always used in the rest of the Bible for plugging up. One instance is from 2 Kings chapter 3, verse 19, where they satum, they plugged up all the wells
1: mm-hmm. in
0: Israel. And so one of the commentaries I read a long time ago got this imagery that like when God's working on us in the deepest parts, he's wanting us to have this relationship that's free flowing and free moving. Mm -hmm. When we don't confess, kind of like going back to Psalm 32, it feels like your bones are melting away. You're dried Mm -hmm. up inside. It's just painful process. That's not why we were created. That's not how we were created to, to, to relate, which is why it something always feels off when we're living in habitual sin and we're not confessing. Right. And so when you look at this now in light of of Jesus, um, he talks about what our relationship with him is supposed to look
1: like. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of the goal is that instead of being um, plugged up in the secret place that you would actually have flow, that you would actually have that you would have wholeness and healing and like clark said there's this verse in john chapter 7 the new testament the new testament that speaks to that so i'll go ahead and read it this is john 7 verse 38 if i can oh yes whoever believes in me as the scripture has said streams of living water will flow from within him and so that is what we want. That's our goal. We want the Holy Spirit to flow through us. That we don't hinder the flow of Holy Spirit with things that we're hoarding, that we're hiding, that we have left unconfessed. That if we have unforgiveness, and so like Clark said, even even when you think that you have kind of stepped into confession, maybe and maybe you've you know asked for forgiveness or you've um, then you've confessed to the people in your life, but you haven't gone back to the root, into that deep place of realizing that, you know, the creator of life, the creator of you, of your of the of these relationships, of this earth, that's who um that sin was against. I think that's something um, that's at play here with like what Clark said with the plugging up and the word situm when we don't have flow of mm-hmm. Holy Spirit. And like Clark said, you your body physically feels it because we are one being. Yeah. You know, you don't separate that stuff. So yeah,
0: And so our prayer mm-hmm. kind of wrapping up today, I would say look at verse 10 and it says, Create in me a pure heart, O God, mm-hmm. and renew a steadfast spirit within me. We're teaching that to our kids right now. We're actually singing that song. And, yeah. uh, and then verse 17, My sacrifice is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, God, which you'll not despise. So we pray that Psalm 51 is a great gift to you, that you'll see confession as a blessing, Mm -hmm. as a gift, as something that allows us to be brought back into right relationship with God and in each other, Mm -hmm. and let's put it to practice today.
1: Yeah, thanks for listening, you guys. God bless you. Have a great Friday. The Lord bless you and keep you make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his countenance towards you and give you his peace. Have a great day!